You're listening to Tov, a podcast about the good place and Jewish ideas. Hi, I'm John Spirisavet, and I'm so excited to be joined today by my co-host, Audrey Marcus Berkman, Rabbi Audrey Marcus Berkman. Um, Audrey, where do you rabbi? I rabbi in the Boston area in Brookline, Massachusetts. Well, I have been so excited to have you. You were one of the first people I talked to about about <laughs> this podcast months and months ago. And so I'm so During glad to the be... whole duration of a flight to Florida. Yes. So uh, I'm hoping this will be the first of, of many times we get to talk. Well, um, way we introduce ourselves here is uh, through this question, who of the main characters on The Good Place are you most like? I think the fact that um, I had such an angsty time of it, really trying to figure out my answer to this question would just show that I'm clearly cheaty. Um, but I also think we all, perhaps we all have parts of all of them within us. How's that for a deep answer? That is such a rabbi answer. Can I yep. put you down for a cheaty for as a, like an official scoreboard answer? On yes, that? but you know, but then I'm like all, you know, then my stomach is hurting about it a little bit, so. <laughs> Well, <laughs> let me ask you the question, uh, variation of the question, which is, of all the characters on the show, who do you wish you were more like? Mm. Well, wow. You know, this is going to sound a little weird, but Tahani, not, obviously, I don't want to, I look, I don't want to be Tahani. She has many flaws, but I really admire her, um, her, she puts a smile on her face and she has attention to detail and um, she makes things beautiful. And um, this is a dumb answer. I think I want to take it back. I mean, I, <laughs> I like that part of her. I really, I think there's kind of a Michael that I'm thinking like a, there's, there's parts of Michael that I, that I really like. Well, certainly as he evolves over the show, I don't want to give any spoilers. So that's clearly just way beyond my capacity to answer coherently today. But <laughs> I would say um, there's qualities uh, that I that I really admire, or I would like to have in my life. Absolutely, it's very Hasidic that we all have, oh, have yeah. all of these within us. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a mamish Hasid, so. Well, I will say that uh, okay. So you know, three chapters into the series, we have so far uh, three three rabbis who've had conversations. We have three cheaties on the scoreboard for who we're most like, and then we have a, uh, <laughs> a three way oh a three God. way tie of who we strive to be: uh, one Eleanor, one Janet, and one let's say Michael. <laughs> And um, I think probably we should have a scoreboard in like every half season or season we should have. We perhaps should have yeah. a scoreboard. Yeah, but you know, now I'm remembering one of the other rabbis said he liked Eleanor's leadership qualities. I definitely think she um, she has those qualities of pulling everyone together. I also admire that. So I just want to go on the record as saying, you know, Eleanor as well. So, you know, the whole the whole saying, two Jews, three opinions, I'm like one Jew with 12 opinions. So. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I was yeah. thinking, are you familiar with the term in sports betting over under? Um, 
I am, and that's as much as I know about sports. So, you know, over-unders, yeah. you pick a number, and, like, mm-hmm. you bet whether the score is going to be over-under. So I'm thinking at the end of the season, we'll see an yeah. over-under on how many rabbis are cheaties and how many rabbis <laughs> secretly wish they were, you know, tahanis, and perhaps we could... Uh, you know, fund the podcast by a pool or give away some kind of great oh, goodie great to the people who, who get the right answer. Um, do you have a, a, a good place origin story at all? How you found, um, first got bit, into the show? A little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's okay. So it dates back to the really the very beginning of the pandemic. And actually, um, I had seen on one of the Facebook parenting groups, like what are good shows to watch with my 12 year old. And I have a 12 had a 12 year old well now he's almost 13 or you know what are good shows to watch with my 11 12 year old kid and I felt like okay we really need to watch a show together to help us get through this and and you know have some nice bonding time so I mentioned it to my kids and then annoyingly enough they went ahead and started watching it without me and I did not respond well. I was a little bit maybe like an Eleanor in this situation. I, was, I did not take it gracefully. I was really mad. I wanted us all to go through it together, either myself and my child or as a whole family. And then I was really busy and it, it just took me a while to finally sit down and watch. Um, and not only did they watch it without me, they, they like started binging it and they watched several episodes without me all in a row. So my youngest child is seven. And one day before I had started watching it, my child who is seven started talking about, you know, these moral dilemmas and, you know, the the train tracks dilemma. So I thought, all right, well, you know, I may not do the best job as a parent, but like this is really, I'm really crushing it because my kids can now, you know, really talk about moral philosophy. And um, so I'm winning, even though they did such a bad thing and watched it without me. So then I started watching it and... I'm trying not to give any spoilers, but anyway, I started watching We can totally do. It. We warn people oh, that there would oh, be okay, spoilers, so, so don't worry. Yeah. So they all like sat around me to watch for my reaction when the big reveal happened. And they were all staring at me and I didn't know. <laughs> they were all staring <laughs> at me to see what would happen. And I definitely responded to holy short with my own holy short um, response. Uh, shirt, not short, holy shirt. Holy forking shirt balls. That's what it was. <laughs> holy forking shirt balls. So um, that holy was mo- Holy mother forking shirt Oh, balls. holy yes. mother forking. Oh, pardon me. I need to. This is how this rabbis talk when we, you know, talk with each other <laughs> on uh, the microphone on podcasts. Yep. There's, a, by the way, just on that last point in the official Good Place podcast, which is awesome, and I mentioned from time to time. Oh, yeah, I, um, I have listened to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they talk about how the uh, how this big reveal was made to the cast other than Ted Danson oh, really? and Kristen Bell. And they actually, Kristen Bell filmed the rest of them learning about this. They were called to a meeting, and they didn't know what it was going to be. And then they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's so cool. That's actually reminding me that I really am like Eleanor in that sense that I I actually I don't know if I should be proud or ashamed but I do have a friend who calls me the cursing rabbi um (laughs) so I'm just saying um I have adopted some of the faux swearing the good place swearing um which has been helpful in my life too late (laughs) for my poor damaged children but that's okay So um, we are talking about today, Chapter 3, Tahani al-Jamil is the name of the the episode. Do you want to give us the summary? Sure. Okay. 
Chidi's lesson for Eleanor on Aristotle is interrupted when Tahani comes in with a housewarming gift. Eleanor is suspicious of Tahani's motives and goes to spend time with her so she can find something bad behind Tahani's life of philanthropy, physical perfection, and current desire to bring good cheer to everyone in the neighborhood. Michael shows Chidi a series of possible hobbies to try to get him to stop working on his nearly 3,000-page unfinished manuscript in ethics, which Michael finally explains is unreadable, even by a being as powerful as he is. Michael tries to teach Janet a series of new habits, such as responding in cliches, sharing fun facts, and being inappropriately flirty before settling on self-help speak. Eleanor steals Tahani's diary, whose forward is written by Malala, but finally admits to Chidi that good people make her insecure and she tries to drag them down to her level. When Eleanor goes to return the diary, she finds Tahani crying because she is lonely, since Jianyu will not break his vow of silence. Eleanor gives her encouragement. Back home, Eleanor receives another note calling her to the town square. She confesses to Jianyu that she doesn't, in fact, belong, and he speaks for the first time and tells her that he doesn't belong either. Nicely done. So, uh, do you? I've been trying to find a term for you know what do you call like fan? fan I, I called it like fanning out over the episode, but I guess that's not the right term. How do you say like? Oh well, fan, you can say fangirling. Fangirling. Can you say that for a fan? I'm not a girl. Yeah, can I don't know. Fan? I think it's. I think strangely enough, I feel like that's an all gender inclusive term. Um, or geeking out could be another way to put it geeking out for the cheaties yeah. among us. And I was thinking like fan Jew or fan Rav, you know, it's Rav being the, <laughs> the word for rabbi, you know. So do you want to fan Rav a little bit about this episode? What do you love about it? Oh, what do I love about this episode? Well, I can't get enough of Jason Mendoza. I mean, that character, I, I love how, um, actually, I was thinking about, maybe I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but I was thinking about the Jewish value of Hakarat Hatov, of of you know, recognizing the good in, in yourself and in others. So I just love his character. Um, ev everything he does just cracks me up. Oh, I love the line about Michael saying he learned what a headache was from reading, um, from reading the <laughs> manuscript. <laughs> and I love Chidi's, his amazing earnestness and just kind of like stepping up despite, despite what, he desperately wants, which is not to be part of this Mishagas, and basically taking on Eleanor as a, as a project and believing in her. I love, oh, I, I mean, Janet is just, what's not to love about Janet in every episode? Um, I really think she, she really might be my, my Janet and, and um, Jason, I think, are my, are my real favorites. So I love Janet in this, in this episode. And I love the relationship between Eleanor and um, and Tahani as she's kind of like, you know, just kind of wants to kill her, but is um, but they kind of have this special bond that begins to emerge. There's this awesome uh, bit of acting. I think it's the scene where, you know, first when she gets this uh, houseplant that Tahani has brought, yes. she's like... Uh, yeah, what is it? Um, oh, I, I love that line. Here's some what? dirt. I put Here's in some a bowl. Dirt. Yeah, <laughs> because I put I'm some amazing. Dirt in a bowl. It's amazing because <laughs> I'm amazing. 
I love that part. And then, um, so when, you know, Chidi talks, talks her into like reciprocating in some way, um, she goes over there and, and she's has her own gift, these pears, which then Tahani oh, yeah. like she, throws away because she chucks them immediately. <laughs> and, yeah. um, but like Eleanor's first word, you know, is in this gift that she's trying to do so earnestly. She says, well, in like this almost British oh, yeah. accent. And then she snaps into like, okay, I'm supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to do this. Um, <laughs> It's funny, I was so, I thought initially when I watched this that this was one of my least favorite episodes, but the more I thought about it, the more I, uh, uh, the more I loved it. And yeah, you were what, saying, what's, what's another of your favorite parts of this episode? Um, so I have to say, like, this is the, the geeky part for me, like, the, like, who could write a show with this line at the beginning, like where Eleanor says, who died and left Aristotle oh, in yeah. charge of ethics? And I'm like, like Plato? So yeah. And then he just looks, the way Chidi, <laughs> Um, you know, he has this like, he's like both earnest and smart and like yeah. so undone by this. And he's just points at the blackboard, <laughs> Plato, Plato left. <laughs> oh, another of my favorites that comes up, up in this episode a few times is no dir. <laughs> <laughs> is that something that was said in your youth? Oh, or? I grew up fully saying no duh or the <laughs> iconic Duh hickey? Did you guys have that? <laughs> we didn't have duh hickey. Oh, we had duh, we had we had doy. We had doy. Oh yeah, no doy. Right. Doi. How can I forget? Doy. Now did you say doy or no doy? Oh, just doy. Just doy. Okay. So So is dur some sort of like good no, place no. look thing? I think that's just Eleanor. Like I think that's like her just being so adorable. She just she just changes it. Um you know, or it's like the next level, maybe it might be like it goes, I don't know what the hierarchy is, but it might be like, <laughs> I think it might be something like duh, doy and dur. And she's just taking it up a notch there. <laughs> so uh, since we've sort of descended to this level, there's a mention of, uh, of I think Chidi says that certain things that Eleanor should know are like kindergarten rules, like don't throw sand. Oh, yeah. You know? And then she <laughs> says it's really useful for putting out fires. <laughs> Vodka fires. I Vodka fires, like, yes. That's the line. Yes. Um, I love the Janet stuff. Janet, who was going to so become like an amazing character She's as things goes along. And she, Darcy Carden is such a great right. actor in the way that she can sell all of these uh, personas that she's trying oh, to Oh, I'm obsessed out. with her. So I follow her on Instagram. Now I follow all of them on Instagram because I like to pretend that they're my real life friends. <laughs> yes, I have a I have a life. No, why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't, but. <laughs> so obviously, as a result of this podcast, we will become BFFs. But, um, you know, I really, she is so great. Oh, Tahani does, uh, Tahani, Jamila, what's her name? Jamila? Jamila oh, Jamil, Jamil. yeah. Um, she does amazing advocacy out on um, the social media uh, around body image and eating disorders, and she's just fabulous. So I, I love them all in real life as much as you can know someone through their social media persona, mm. which is probably not much. But I, um, I absolutely love Darcy Carden. I think she is so incredibly talented so you know in terms of the the trying to think actually about what would be the the theme or the text to go to this episode did you come with anything particular i didn't come with a particular text i came with with an idea um one of the ideas i had in mind was something i feel like i teach about all the time which is the emphasis our tradition places on everyone at all times being capable of change and being capable of learning and growing, and especially in relationship with other people. And so obviously we're in the season of, of 
of turning and returning, uh, season of teshuva. And so it feels really resonant. I mean, I love that you launched the podcast um, in a synchronicity with this with this time of the year. I think this show is sort of like it's taking it to um, beyond the conclusion that you can always change, learn and grow and evolve as a human being through up to your dying breath, but beyond, right? So it's such a core, it's so core to being a human. And um, I think our work, our, we have work here as human beings. And this show portrays a world in which our work, um, our work isn't done. And I actually am a believer in Gilgul uh, Nefashot, in um, reincarnation, for which there's a great deal of, of ev- evidence of many types and certainly is present in our tradition if you dig a little bit or not even that much. So I love the idea that our souls have work to do and we come into relationship with people that help us that help us grow, learn, evolve, and and heal ultimately, and that we the idea of of, of reincarnation or Gilgul Nefashot is um, that you that you are um, you are learning and growing in each in each incarnation of your soul in different ways. And there are different challenges we all have. There's different there are different hurts that need to be healed. There are different uh, aspects of our of our souls that need. Um, certain things in our lives or certain types of people to help us, to nudge us, um, to learn and grow. So I just think it's really fascinating to, to imagine this group of people that are, if you will, like in between lifetimes, which is, a, which is an idea in sort of the, the reincarnation idea, there's kind of an in-between state and that their, their souls are not, they're, they're not extinguished, they're eternal, right? That's another part of our tradition that the soul is eternal and these souls are still working very hard. And um, the other idea that came to mind is we can learn from every person, right? Who is wise, one who learns from every person, from Pirkei Avot. And this is such a like motley crew of these these people that are like thrown together, actually not by accident as, as we learn, but that they actually all have something really deep to learn from each other. Um, and they all have something to teach each other. And um, other than Chidi, they probably don't think of themselves as teachers. That is, it's super interesting that you put those two things together. First, that you said that we kind of get sent in our next life or somewhere the the person we need to be our teacher. And then you said about a person who could learn from everyone. And I was thinking about in the episode, you know, we think that, as you're saying, Chidi is supposed to be Eleanor's teacher, but... The episode kind of seems to focus on Tahani being the mm-hmm. one that Eleanor needs, which is such a really interesting relationship. It is. It's amazing. Right. We think of learning in the classroom sense with Eleanor sitting there and the blackboard in front of her and, and Sheedy giving her these these philosophy lectures. Right. But the learning that we do in this life and, and in, in the good place um, beyond this life is... Um, it's actually everywhere. It's all around us. There are opportunities. Not only can we and must we grow and learn um, really forever, but the opportunities to do that are everywhere around us. And we often just don't notice that or acknowledge it. We put learning in a kind of a silo and say, you know, learning is a, is a certain thing that you do and it has to do with books and, and reading and writing and and, and, and 
taking in knowledge of a certain type. But there's some deep learning that takes place in relationship about ourselves. And in fact, in this episode, they're talking about, this is the one where they talk about, uh, he talks about self-knowledge, right? And, uh, and Eleanor assumes that he's talking about, she goes, oh, knowing yourself. Is he talking about what I think he's talking about? And he says, once again, Eleanor, none of the philosophers are talking about masturbation. So, you know, it's interesting. Eleanor, start, her whole relationship with Tahani in this episode is based on her thinking that she could expose Tahani as a fraud, yes. as someone who's like not actually good at all. And, like, she really goes at that. Like, she just cross-examines her to, oh, you're a philanthropist? Surely you skimmed off a bunch. And, <laughs> right, and, right. Um, and I'm trying to think of, like, where the turning point is for her that she realizes that she could, that there's something. Is it that she's really learning about herself from Tahani, do you think? I feel like that's what you see in Eleanor is that despite her despite her best efforts not to and she's getting closer to admitting to herself that in fact she is learning you know there's an openness that develops in her oh here's another Jewish connection that occurred to me right Moshe's hesitancy right Moses as the quintessential what me you're you're talking to me and asking me to lead the people I mean there's such a cool parallel i think mm. to eleanor i mean lahav deal <laughs> moses and, and eleanor maybe don't have a lot in common at least on the surface right but um eleanor is thrown into the situation with these particular people with this particular these particular challenges and she finds things within herself she discovers things within herself that she had no idea we're, we're there. I mean, we all bring out different parts of each other. And I think that's a really wonderful aspect to this show is it, it, it puts it in such almost a, you know, almost caricature relief that we, um, we see this stark uh, illustration of how different people that we're thrown together with, which is after all what life is right we mm -hmm. we've got our fellow travelers that would be using the lingo of like the the past life stuff we we have fellow travelers maybe we come maybe we come into relationship with these other souls multiple times and we all bring out and really you know i remember my first year in in college and i was really into this this heady stuff and this like literary criticism stuff and this jacques derrida and all all that pretentious stuff um and I remember I wrote a, a paper called um, Human Beings in and of Context. How's that for a really compelling title? That's like um, the name of Chidi's like, next manuscript. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it probably gave everyone a headache um, <laughs> or the one person who read it. But, it, you know, it was all about like I remember being really struck by this idea when I was 18 of like, wow, you know, who we are. There's so many facets of ourselves that either get suppressed or um or strengthened and and manifest depending on the people around us and, and with whom we're in relationship as you're saying this i'm realizing that while while eleanor is kind of in a way shadowing tahani who's going around the neighborhood trying to kind of uh cheer people up because mm -hmm. of the 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 uh the situation which and again is i love that about her like i admire that yeah, and so she and Tahani says, "Helping others will make me feel I truly belong here. Helping mm -hmm. others will make me mm -hmm. feel I truly belong here." And and in a way that that insight gets uh, stored away for Eleanor because she has that 
at the end, she is a bit, you know, when she finally decides to return to Hani's diary, mm-hmm. forwarded by Malala, <laughs> and not not actually read it, she sees Tahani crying, and and that something draws Eleanor out to like go up to her and basically yes. see if she could help her in some way, and just yes. listening to her, you know, talk about being lonely because John, you won't talk to her, like, and then and then it was very unexpected and and sweet how. Um, Eleanor said that uh, you deserve to be happy because you are an impressive and thoughtful and special person. Yes, I loved that line. And it was such a beautiful moment. And then and then I love when they hug and she says, oh, of course, your hugs are amazing. (laughs) I love it. The writing is brilliant. And I I think it is one of the best cast show I've ever seen. Best casted cast. The, the, The acting and these, you know, who these actors are and how they inhabit these characters i think is just incredible and it really is a beautiful moment yeah yeah and the way the moment i was actually looking that there well right as eleanor says these words she she looks with this kind of look of almost like am i really saying this you know to this person but for like a second and then she kind of snaps out of it it's one of kristen bell's great things is to be able to kind of sell both the uh not so great eleanor and the and the kind of earnest trying it's it's so super we surprise ourselves and we see that in her right we we can all i think relate to those moments where like am i am i really doing this wow i like i or i didn't know i had this in me or you know sometimes our actions can get ahead even of what we think our intentions are in a good way <laughs> um as we're as we're learning and growing and stretching ourselves there's a counterpoint to all this just for for humor i think in the way that michael is trying to teach janet a series of things which is not sequential at all like you know mm-hmm. the uh right. the fun fact where's the beat that... <laughs> yes <laughs> all these sayings and then um and then she settles finally into this the best janet was the janet that was inside <laughs> janet all along and i was like oh what a nice point and then michael said yeah no that's just self-help you know that's just a self-help <laughs> They're playing with it, but I think, you know, I think there's something deep to it. I think with everything about this show, it's like hilarious and they're playing around with stuff, but then there's a deep message embedded. Maybe that is a deep message. The best Janet is the Janet that was inside of Janet all along. I don't know. I was thinking about another teaching because I was actually really having a hard time trying to figure out what's, you know, what was at the core of this. And you know, Tahani's whole mode seems to be in- encouragement as a method. Of, right? She doesn't know exactly what she's trying to mm-hmm. do for anybody. She's just trying to encourage. And there's this teaching in, in Pirkei Avod. It's from Rabbi Akiva, who says, Beloved are human beings for being created in the image of God. And especially beloved, or even more, is that it was made known to, to them or to the original, mm-hmm. to the original mm-hmm. humans that they were created in the image of God. And... You know, I've read that in a number of times, but I remember a few years ago thinking, oh, there's a there's a difference between the concept of human dignity and someone really looking at you and saying, no, you particularly are a person mm-hmm. and, and that having somebody like know that towards you and that that's what, and that it's somewhere like in this sweet spot between like, um, oh, we're all in the image of God. You know, everybody is equal. Everybody, you know, uh, partici- participation trophy kind of philosophy. Everybody's right. great. And and the and the other thing which we could slide into is just like, let me give you like a totally honest assessment. Like Michael, 
Michael, when Chidi uh, asks uh, or Michael to be or accepts that Michael will be his advisor uh, to help him complete his uh, his oh. book, and Michael says, "If getting blunt feedback on your circular <laughs> rambling ideas," you know, and uh, and Tahani's totally the opposite. She just um, like she really walks around to these strangers and she's just like, you know, how are you? And yes. and that in and of itself, and that seems to rub off onto onto Eleanor as much as the uh, there's more of that than even the philosophy class and interestingly I think just the habit because if on the blackboard at the beginning I think uh, Chidi had written you know good action good action good action good action mm -hmm. you know leads to good character and which seems like kind of a simple minded thing but indeed there are these repetitions where Tahani you know is just um, it acts nice to people and and now I was like oh I could try doing that mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah the impact our actions have on others which is um you know, what it is to live inextricably in in relationship with other people i think is kind of an overarching theme of this show like we none of us is here by and for ourselves alone and our tradition calls us to um, understand that in so many ways and um so whether it's that we being with the other right maybe to use like Levinas. I don't know why they don't go into Levinas in this show. I mean, he's a great philosopher, mm -hmm. but maybe, you know, in another season. Um, but I think, you know, the, the face of the other is what is what the great Jewish philosopher uh, Emmanuel Levinas talked about in our responsibility to the face of the other. And um, there's something about each person is so distinct and so completely different from everybody else. Um, so they're really, you know, representing for each other the other and what um, what our obligation is to the other and what our capacity is for helping the other f uh, learn about themselves, feel um, feel known and seen in just in unexpected ways. We may not even intend to, but when we bring out a piece of somebody else um, that they had forgotten about or covered over or not realized was there, we're giving them a great gift. Um, and we may not be aware of it as we're bringing out this part of another person and that person may not be aware of it at the time but i think it's a beautiful way that we all learn and and grow together um and i love what you brought up before it really is striking me that chidi this episode is about tahani it's called tahani right and it's and it's about tahani is really the teacher even though we see chidi in front of the blackboard all the time um in the traditional role of teacher so I'm going back to what you were talking about as to, you know, who teaches who and just this calibrating of encouragement, because on, on the other side of this, we have Michael, who's taking who's taking <laughs> Chidi to all these these capers. You can be a, part, a cartographer and, uh, <laughs> and like just throwing a bunch of stuff, which Chidi is like not interested in and like doesn't like he has all kinds of reasons why this would be a bad you know uh, yeah i love what does he say like i'm not exactly christopher columbus <laughs> yes. fun fact christopher columbus <laughs> right. destroyed an entire civilization <laughs> and so and i know that i think i think i feel this too like you want to be encouraging to someone but it, it like how, how to make that genuine and not just the okay, I'm looking for this way to say something encouraging, but finding the genuinely speaking to that moment kind of thing at yeah. their, like at exactly that Tahani moment where they need to hear something particular that seems mm -hmm. genuine and isn't just, I'm looking to buck you up because I see you're sad. 
Right there. So it's about how to be really present for each other. And there's there's a lot of great Jewish texts on on that. Uh, there's a there's a Rabbi Yochanan um, Ben Zakkai text, I think, about right about visiting um, when someone is uh, is sick or in need. And um, gosh, I don't remember the exact text now. Do you know where his where his arm uh, he, there's like this light that comes out from him? Mm. Um, anyway, there's I mean, there are a lot of texts that are that point to the importance of just being present with the other and that i think is what's happening with eleanor and and tahani when despite what she ever would have expected eleanor when she goes to return the diary really really sees her suffering and um that that mask that tahani wears of of oh everything's wonderful you know is kind of taken away and and they're just authentically present with each other that's another thing that really, I think, resonates with our tradition. And I think those kinds of things are hard in our, you know, we are living in a culture that's so much about either criticism or false, kind of false appreciation. Oh, yeah. Know, and, and getting it just right is, is kind of a neat thing that happens, it seems like, in the episode. Is there anyone that you would call out as a teacher for you who first introduced you to ethics or ethical philosophy in a, in a way that's important to you? I had the chance to study with Cornell West when I was in uh, getting my master's degree at Harvard Divinity School. I approached him about doing an a independent study about something, and to make a long story short, we ended up doing Haruta on the Star of Redemption, Franz Rosenzweig's Star of Redemption, like heavy, heavy it's more like it's like Chidi's um, thesis. It's like so dense and hard to get through. But he had been always wanted to learn about this particular philosopher and welcomed the opportunity to sit with a Jewish student and study that book. Um, so that and I saw that quality, I would say, across the board in all my teachers, this uh, openness to learning, you know, outside of their of their particular silo being having an open heartedness and an open mindedness to learn really soak up this world and all of the people the experiences and the wisdom from many traditions well audrey thank you so much for this conversation for coming on to oh my pleasure hope hope you're going to come back i would love to thanks john and that is a wrap on another episode of tove Thank you for letting us be part of your day. To see the Jewish terms and texts we referred to and links to some deeper dives, go to tovgoodplace.com, T-O-V, good place, all one word. If you're enjoying the podcast, you know the drill. Subscribe, give us a good rating, share with others. Follow us wherever you follow things at tovgoodplace. I'm still John Spira Savet. And if you have ideas for how the podcast can be better in any way, email me at tove at tovegoodplace.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RabbiJS3, and my blog is rabbijohn.net, that's J-O-N. You'll find Rabbi Audrey Marcus Berkman at templeohabeishalom, O-H-A-B-E-I dot org. Next up with me on the podcast is Rabbi Rebecca Rosenthal, who has been an educator extraordinaire on both coasts. Thank you to my local Jewish place, Temple Beth Abraham, the home of Sarah and Abraham in Nashua, New Hampshire. If you find yourself in the area, come by or join us on Zoom anytime. 
And thank you again for listening. To adapt Mark Evan Jackson's sign-off on the official Good Place podcast, go learn more about something good. Bum, 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 bum.